What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Impactful Conversations, episode number 10, Double Digits. We have made it. Seriously, though, we really appreciate all the support, the feedback, the criticism from all of you guys. It's definitely taken to heart, and we try to use every bit we can. So Trevor and I greatly appreciate it. Today's guest is none other than the one and only Michael Zach. He's one of my best friends. He wrestled under Trevor in high school. He currently works for Flow Wrestling in the marketing department, an ex-Army Ranger, and just an overall badass dude and hilarious. So I hope you enjoy it. The great and powerful Michael Zach. And we're live. What's up, everybody? Uh, thanks for tuning in again. Today we have Michael Zach yes. on the podcast. A nice. great friend, great, great friend of mine and a great friend of Trevor's and a former, like myself, uh, wrestling protege that Trevor was training. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Mike, thanks for coming on, man. We I think Michael Zach has exceeded all expectations. <laughs> what? <laughs> I disagree. I disagree. But uh, you must have had some pretty low expectations. <laughs> that, that sounds like. <laughs> thanks, so, you guys. I appreciate it. Of course, of course. Yeah, no. It's uh, Trevor's been uh, hounding me about getting you on. So I'm glad we could. Uh, yes, I want. I love his perspective. Definitely want to get different. We've had so many other voices on, and I think it's always good to. Uh, hear different perspectives and have different viewpoints. So and I'm always open to those. So, so thank you, Michael Zach, for coming. I appreciate it. Thank you, man. It sounds like Paul didn't want to have me on very much. So thanks for, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for uh, getting me on here. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, it's, we'll just let that be out there in the farm. Who knows? Who knows if I wanted to have you on or not? We'll let the people decide that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to kind of start off, you know, we like to, for people that don't know you, you know, if you want to kind of give like a background, you know, and kind of how you got to what you're doing today, which uh, is working for Flow Wrestling and uh, kind of, you know, navigate through, I guess, you know, how you got there. And then if you want to throw in how you met your absolute best friend and uh, probably, and then maybe your best coach too, you can throw those in there. <laughs> yeah, I'll give a, I'll give a brief summary. Um Early, I guess we'll start with Paul. Um, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, the first time we met was my parents were selling your parents a vehicle. Yeah, Aerostar van. Yeah. <laughs> absolute piece of crap. But uh, yeah, you came up, you guys came over, and me, uh, my brother Nathan, and then you and Joseph, we all played football in the yard and had a blast. And ever since then, we just hit it off. And I think actually our parents did as well. Um, <clears throat> they they stayed in contact after that, obviously, and uh, maintained a pretty good relationship. So that's how I met Paul. Um, Paul is a year older than me, so we uh, we stayed close um, throughout uh, middle school and high school. Nathan was good friends with Joseph, um, so that just you know obviously it was just a immediate friendship. And then in high school, because of Paul, I started wrestling, and I had the pleasure of meeting um, my man Trevor. Uh, which is a funny story because the first time I met Trevor, he, he brutalized me on the mat and made me think, made me feel like a complete wuss. Uh, I don't know if you remember that. I, was I do, I do, I do remember this. I do. I was wearing this. Duke wrestling, like a Duke wrestling pair of shorts. I think maybe. Yeah. You were like, 
if you're about to wear like college level uh wrestling attire, you better be at that college level. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> I was like, Michael Zach was walking around like he like he owned shit. It <laughs> did not work out that way. <laughs> no, it very much did not. I was like, who is this guy? Because there was uh he was new new in the room. Um and I he proceeded to beat the living crap out of me for an hour and a half. So that that was my introduction to Trevor. Um but obviously since then since then uh we became we get, we were good good friends, I guess, uh throughout high yeah. school. But um but at, we haven't talked much since then, so I'm glad uh, I'm glad we're getting to do this. Yeah. Um but okay, after high school, um I didn't really want to, uh, I didn't want to go the college route. So <clears throat> I joined the military. Um, I did. Uh, how soon after college or how soon after high school did you join? Where did you, would you take a, like, was it right after you graduated? Or was it like a year mm-hmm. after? I can't remember. Um, it was less than a year. I think it was like six to eight months because um, I don't know if you guys are like familiar with the, like the stigma behind recruiters, but they lie and uh, <laughs> they kind of, uh, you know, tug you around the bush or whatever but um I, I i knew what i wanted i knew what i wanted to do and my recruiter was giving me the runaround so i was like well i'm not gonna play your games you just let me know when the contract i want is up and then i'll go so that ended up taking a little bit longer than i wanted to but i think it was like six six or eight months or something um, gotcha gotcha so mm-hmm. uh did that uh i think i joined in january of 2013 and then uh i ended up getting out in i think march of 2017 that may be wow. a, a little bit off but around that time frame um and then now i'm working at flow sports which is a sweet gig but uh yeah that's, that's where i'm at right now i don't know if you want me to go into detail on yes michael zach we definitely want you to go into detail. <laughs> i gotta know he was like i just graduated then i'm out no Okay, so tell me, what was the first day like getting into the military? Like, how difficult was it? Um, I'll be, okay, I'll be, like, super transparent about that. Most things, much much like the first day, and this is uh, pretty pretty true for um, anything, any other day I was in the military, it is extremely overhyped as far as difficulty. It's it's really not that, it's not difficult, um... Coming from like the you know a wrestling room, I really didn't feel like I was um, pushed too severely, especially physically. It's just a mental thing. Like uh, you're you're just being taken out of your element, and you kind of get pulled away from society. I think that's that's the big, uh, um, you know, uh, are we allowed to swear on this podcast? Yes, you can. Yes, yes. That's, the, yes. that's that's the mind <laughs> part. Like right, the, the initial like, okay, what the heck is going on? Um, but physically, it's not super bad. Day one, though, my first impression was if I go, if I, if these are the people that I'm going to work with when I leave basic training, I will certainly die. That was my first impression. <laughs> <laughs> these are some of the, the dumbest individuals I have ever met in my entire life. And there are, don't get me wrong, there are plenty of standout guys, like some of the best guys I have ever met um, were, were in those ranks, but also, the overwhelming majority were <laughs> were not the brightest, um, but that was my first impression. <laughs> to be honest with you, um, so yeah, that that was that's how that went. <laughs> so, that's, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Trevor. No, I no, wanna, go ahead. I want to. Okay, so then, have you have? Did you ever shoot a firearm or anything before you got into the military? 
Yeah, um, my dad's big into guns. Um, well, really, mm-hmm. a, a lot of my family is. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I had. I wouldn't say, I mean, I, w- I didn't have, like, extensive time behind it, but probably uh, more so than the average person. But, but yeah, I would say I, I definitely shot so, plenty of guns beforehand. So, so was it an easy transition moving and learning how to shoot and whatnot in the military um, like, compared to, like, the average person? To be honest with you, um it's actually, I would say it's actually easier to, uh, to learn how to shoot if you haven't, like if you go into it mm-hmm. without, without any experience, because, um, I think this is, this could be said about a lot of things, but you don't have to break old habits. It's like, you're starting at a clean slate and you're being molded exactly how you need to be. Whereas if you've been, you know, if you're a shooter prior to going in, you have already developed like old habits that have to be broken and that can be, that can be difficult for some but Mm. but no it wasn't it wasn't too difficult but also to be fair in basic training you don't really shoot that you 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 don't shoot all that much so it's not like you're not really like becoming uh a expert per se while you're there but no. all right so so take us past basic training so how long is basic training like a year six months i think well it it depends on what you like what job you're going in and that's okay it's called your mos but for um, 11 Bravos, which is just an infantryman, your basic training. So everybody does the same basic training. I, I want to say it's nine weeks. I could be I could be wrong. Um, but then immediately following that, you go to what's called AIT. And AIT is kind of like, um, generally speaking, most people go to the same basic training. Um, and then they, depending on what job they were given or they picked, they split mm-hmm. from there to go to AIT. Um, if you're an infantryman, um, you go to a infantryman specific basic training and then you just go straight into your AIT right afterwards so i think that was another like uh maybe two months i think um i'm probably really messing up this timeline but vaguely <laughs> like two months um and that was that was a little bit more like you're learning a little bit more of the the tactical side i guess um but even even then you're really not i mean you're just scratching the surface you know it's it's very yeah. uh, it's very general so and right, I, I have I have multiple. Qu- I have so many questions. Michael, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So how how? Okay, first of all, how how deep did you go into the military? And is there anything that I can ask that's like confidential that you can't answer? No, I'll be honest with you. Most <laughs> I would say ninety percent of times someone says I can't talk about that. They're bullshitting. So just know that there's like there's so few people that are really like doing stuff that's really confidential so I, I myself was not one of them but no feel free to ask away man okay did you um did you do a paul did you do did you do a tour yeah uh, during your time yeah i did i did uh i just won towards the uh towards the end of my contract wow did you have to kill someone uh no uh well <laughs> oh it's uh no uh, probably not no. uh that's not to be said a lot of people around me were put in a, in a better position than i was which is unfortunate but yeah mm. i kind of had i'll be honest with you i kind of had a, a clean go at it um i would say i put myself in a position to 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 uh see some shit but it just it just didn't materialize the way i would have liked um <laughs> it is what it is. okay all right 
what was the weather like? So you were in Iraq, Afghanistan. Where were, where were you? Uh, we were bouncing around uh, Iraq and Syria for the most part. Um, and the weather was hot as hell. Um, but it's a different type <laughs> of heat, man. It's like, have you ever been to Texas or like any, uh, like or maybe like, yeah. you know how the dry heat is just, it's just not the same. Like you can, you can withstand it a little bit better. Well, I can at least. Right. Um, so like it would be consistently over a hundred degrees, but it wouldn't feel, it really didn't feel like that unless you're on the tarmac. And then like we had, I remember one day in specific, <clears throat> we had people like going down as heat casualties, just sitting in a CV 20, like in a, a rotary wing aircraft, just sitting in it. And they were going down as heat casualties because it was so hot on the, excuse me, so hot on the blacktop. But wow. yeah, it gets pretty freaking hot. I'm not gonna lie. I still remember though, and speaking of that, Trevor, answer that question. I'm like, I never remember. I'll never forget when you were on your way, getting to get out or whatever, right at the way your contract was set up, you could either go back for the, like the next, like one more tour or like one more go around or you could, or you like would wait and get out like two, three weeks or four weeks after every, like everybody left. And you're like, yeah, like I would a hundred percent go back. If there was a 100% chance, I would come back with, both my legs still intact and I was like, well that makes sense that makes, yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah it, well the problem is it's like you you can't sign up for like per deployment like if, if it was like okay you you can extend for a deployment and then get out then that would be one thing right. but in order for you to like really uh like maximize your your options you need you re, people are realistic for like three or three more years and right that point, like almost a full new contract yeah, yeah. I'm trying to do that for Right, right. What what would you say the greatest skill that you learned? Uh, no, the top the top three skills that you learned in the military that allowed you to move, and we'll get into that into your profession at Awesome Flow Wrestling. Heck yeah! Um, <laughs> I would say resilience is definitely one. Um, probably patience, um, and um. I don't want to say like this is cliche and, and I can't, I don't know like how to put it in one word, but just b- believing in yourself. And again, I know that's super cliche, mm. but like <clears throat> I will say before I joined the military, I had like, you remember how you, you had mentioned like I was walking around like my shit didn't stink in the wrestling room. I yeah. think that was pretty, uh, <laughs> that was because I was extremely insecure. So that was like me, like, you know, compensating. Um, mm. But I think after I joined, um, just not like that was your big truck. Yeah, that, that was your big that was truck. My breakthrough. Like, OK, everyone else, you know, they bleed the same way I do. Like, I'm, I'm not built any different than anybody else. So why not? You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But I think that's probably my biggest takeaway. And then, um, yeah, resiliency and then patience, probably. Also, desensitization is what was a big takeaway as well. speak more what what do you mean by desensitization what is that like um like having the ability to like i I don't think this is like the military in specific you learn this i think there's obviously there's there's plenty of ways to acquire this trait but like the the ability to like detach yourself from your emotions i guess like um Mm. to more of like a logical thinker and not um you know not getting your thoughts necessarily about um what's happening at home if that makes sense and be like you, the ability to maintain like um professionalism even though you have a lot of stuff going on at home you, you just the ability to block that out and really kind of 
to push it push it aside because it's not the most important thing, which is something that mm. I value. And you think that's carried over? Like when you say that, right? You think that's carried over to like you're being able to do like floor wrestling because like you're still going to school right now, right? In right. Wilmington, yeah. So like, so <laughs> you, you're able to like you know like some people you know like oh I'm so stressed out I got this test or this essay coming up and blah blah blah. Well, you know you know that, but you're working. Are you full time at Flow Wrestling or part time? Uh, on paper, I'm part time. <laughs> for, for, for legal reasons, I'm part time. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. But so, I mean, you know what I mean. Like, you think that's like part of the things carried over. You know, like, oh, I got an essay or whatever coming up, and then, but you're like working, you know, late at night to do something for Flow Wrestling or set something up, and you can able to kind of uh, put that into two different separate folders. Yeah, I would say so. I think a lot of task that, at hand. I think more so. That's just that just comes with like age because. These like you know, when you're young going to college, I'm both of y'all know, um, it's it's just different because you're you are young and you're you there's that college experience that you're chasing, um, and but for me like I was I had I was old enough they're too old to like really like chase that high you know what I mean, um, so I just I, I just stay in, and also I'm in, I'm an introvert so I don't like going you don't so you don't want to go to that makes you go to the big parties I guess they're not happening now but. No, I wouldn't be going either way. <laughs> I'm a homebody, so that, like I said, that makes it easy. On me. But uh, speaking of that, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one story, Trevor. So Michael, before he was in the military, he would come up to visit, like a Campbell, right? And he'd come and hang out. And mm. Michael, I mean, and you know Mike too. So he is the furthest thing from a dancer, right? Like he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> dance. He doesn't dance. Like that's not like you can, no matter how much you drink or whatever, you're like, come on, dude, let's just like. And because I mean, I'm a, I love dancing. Like I love getting in the middle of the dance floor, busting out some kind of move. Right. So we're at a party, we're hanging out and we are, you know, we're, we're drinking, we're having a good time. And I'm like, where the heck did Mike go? And I find Mike and he's like talking to a couple people and he's like, man, this music is fantastic. And he just starts, starts dancing. He's like, you should dance. And I was like, oh my God, bro, this dude is lit up right now. He's dancing. I've never seen that. And then our other buddy, Sean Weigel, like had like football going on or whatever. He was going to come out afterwards. And he called us. He's like, yo, I don't have a ride. And it's to the Meadows. It's not, it's like, you know where the Meadows in Campbell is. So people from Campbell that are listening. It's, it's yes, like yes, far enough you could walk there and walk back. But if it's late, you're not trying to walk to the party from there. So Sean's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not no. going like whatever. And Mike's like, no, bro, you got to come out. And I was like, Sean, you got to come out. Like Mike is dancing right now. And Sean's like, for real, dude, I, I can't make it. And Mike's like, I'm going to go pick him up. I'm going to go pick him. I'm like, wait, what are you talking about? And so he might just like leaves. And I'm like, all right, maybe he's got a plan that I don't know about. He calls me like 15, 20 minutes later. He's like, Hey man, I just got back to uh, the dorm. I'm not coming back. I didn't really think this through. I don't know how I was expecting to pick Sean up and bring him back to the party. <laughs> I was like, oh. so then I'm like, all right, sick. I'm stuck at the, like my buddy to walk home with is gone. Like I'm just at this party. Like I was like, I, yeah, I was just like, and I'm like, with the next day we're talking about, it, he's like, yeah, I guess I thought I was just going to like walk down there and piggyback him back up to the, <laughs> to the party. I don't know what I was thinking. So yeah, in my head it made perfect sense. So I was like, "Oh, Sean, Sean wants to come, but he doesn't have a ride. I'll just walk back with him." And that, you know, that obviously. Yeah, I mean, and that's we we had a couple stories coming back from the meadows. I was, you know, we, you know, we were diving through the woods and searching for uh, trying to not get caught by the cops because you know they can see the whites. That's your one eyes. of the funniest. Yeah. Oh, geez. one of the funniest experiences. Don't want to get caught by those. <laughs> so 
Um, all right. So on the funny story train, tell me, but tell me something, uh, a funny moment that happened during like nice your deployment or, you know, basic or anything. Like um, that. dude. Okay. <clears throat> There's this school called Ranger school. I went to, um, uh, and it's like, okay. I, I, it's really difficult to describe because it's like the most brain dead school. Like you could ever think of, but it's like, I, they, the way it, the way it's pitched and like described by most people is like oh it's this prestigious like leadership school where you learn all these tactics and it's like that's totally bogus what it really is is like how much like crap can you endure before you just call it quits really is what it is and a lot of it was just like um malnutrition and lack of sleep so like they like really underfeed you and then they you get like on good nights, you're getting like three, four hours of sleep. You know, like you're really, you're really getting. They're, they're simulating weekly weigh-ins for wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, exactly. I'm, I'm actually glad you brought that up because I totally overestimated, overestimated my ability. Like going into it, I was like, they're gonna underfeed us. I was like, dude, I cut weight. Like I'm good on that. I'm not worried about that at all. It was like a weekend, and I was struggling so Like, damn, bro, I'm hungry as hell. I was dying. I literally thought I was, like, going into it. In my head, I was like, no problem, man. Like, this is – I'm used to this. Like, this is <laughs> this is my life, you know what I'm saying? And then I, right. I got reality checked, like, real quick. But funny parts about that school were – so because you get sleep-deprived, excuse me, people drone. Like, you know, I'm sure – like maybe you haven't been in a situation like this yourself, but like people talk about getting like so tired, they start to hallucinate. Have you ever heard that? Mm-hmm. That yeah, happens yeah. so much. It's almost like 50% of the time you're in that school, you're just on this wild, like hallucination trip because you're freaking, you haven't, you don't sleep at all. So funny wow. things that would happen would be like, we would have to tie people to trees because they would, they would what? get up and start walking away because they had no idea what's going on. Like there was one time, for instance, <clears throat> there was one time um, we laid down. We were like doing like a water resupply and I laid down and in my head I was full. I was like attentive. I was, you know, looking around, like watching my surroundings and shit. And I had this whole like 30 minute experience in my head. And then someone I feel someone grabbed my shoulder and they're like, hey what the fuck are you doing? I was like, I'm just sitting here pulling security. Like, what's up? He's like, <laughs> Everybody left and you've been sleeping here for 30 minutes. Like we're miles away. Right. Now. And I, was like, I was like, no, you're not. I was like that. There's no way. Like I've been awake this whole time. And there, it was like, no, you haven't, bro. Like I, people hallucinate so bad. It's, it's really crazy. That's but, so uh, funny. Wow. It's, yeah, like, it's, hey bro. It's, but it, uh, it was funny. We're, we're down, we're down the road. Like you coming with us or yeah, bro. I'll be, I'll be there in a minute. <laughs> Chilling. And I was so confident too. I was like, no, nah, man, I was awake. Like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> like, about? Like, what are you talking about? about? <laughs> that shit. But like, it, w- it was just, just funny because like, there'll be in the school, there's like, there's new people, like, um, relatively, like, cause I was in, whenever I went to range school, I had maybe been in the army for like a year and a half, two years or something like that. Um, but then there's other people that have been in for 10, 15 years going through the school that are, that like way outrank you. But while you're in the school, like rank doesn't matter so you have like 18 year old kids telling like 30 year old captains and majors like they're getting in arguments and these like 18 year olds are like go fuck yourself and he's, they're talking to like they're talking to like these high-ranking guys and you just don't you like don't give a shit because something else this is a this is kind of funny 
but you see how quickly like humanity like or not humanity but like the structure of humanity as we know it will deter deteriorate when shit hits the fan like when you get hungry and when you're sleep deprived people are such <laughs> like they're they're stealing food they're lying you know what i mean it's it's on that wow. part of it's really crazy like uh people will turn it like i said people turn into complete scumbags when when they're tired but i'm sure too like some of those like it's like at some point like if with the one when the first couple of guys they start like hallucinating everyone else is like man these bitches dude that's shit ain't ever gonna happen like some so, so much tougher than me or whatever and then something like that yep. you fall asleep you're like nah i was i was wide awake the whole time whatever like that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> like nah bro i'm not a bitch like the, like all the other <laughs> dudes right here i didn't i didn't fall asleep when i'm sitting down what are you talking about <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly how it goes. Yeah. I did think of not to not to ramble on on this answer, but this is a very funny story. Okay, so not in Ranger School, but doing a training event, and a lot of the like training events they have. There's like units in the army that are um, their whole purpose is to like um, play as op four. So like they're like pretending to be the enemy, you know, um, to mm-hmm. like simulate obviously the real world experience. So. Um, <laughs> Like scrimmages. I'm gonna let that go. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. We'll get that. We'll get that edited out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're doing this this training event, and there's this there's a building right next to like the compound we're supposed to be like hitting again. This is training, but um, and we're like, well, we don't think. I was like, I don't think that's the building we're supposed to hit. My squad leader was like, no, that's definitely the one. I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure that's not it, but like, okay, let, let's do it. So the what like how you enter a building typically is you are like however you're breaching whether you're like kicking the door down or like blowing a charge or whatever. This, in this scenario, we just kick the door down, and you follow that breach with a flashbang grenade. Um, and they have the they have these things called nine bangs that are like I, anyone that's played video games knows what a flashbang is, but it's just a flashbang that goes off nine times. <laughs> So, holy so we kicked the door down, and this kid in front of me, his name's Zach Nelson, who's actually a, a wrestler himself. Um, he's like, he's like mid lob throwing this grenade inside, and he realizes it's a room full of civilians. It's like just oh my so, god! And the, what what their job is? They like they record the they record what's happening um just for like it goes in the newspaper sometimes so they're just you know they're just civilians working there they're like working on um you know they're making sure people are getting food you know what i mean right, they're right. Just, they're yeah just doing their thing right and they catch a flashbang and we go in and we are screaming recklessly like get the fuck on the ground we're flipping tables we're like <laughs> running stuff off the walls because like that's what we're supposed to do you know and we're yes. like we're treating it like it's real and we're going ham and we're, we're under the impression we're like wow these people are like really good actors like this is some of the best op four we've experienced because they seem like really terrified like, this is they're, they're doing a great job but the whole time yeah they were they were just regular people and we we obviously ruined their night and got reprimanded for it but yeah, that was a that was a funny experience. That's I mean, yeah, could you imagine where where are these buildings at? There so this one in specific was in uh I for, I'm forgetting exactly where it's in Louisiana. Um in the middle of nowhere in Louisiana, so much so that there's freaking which I didn't even know this was a thing. There's herds of hor- wild horses run they're just running around the area. Like 
literally Mustangs just <laughs> char- wow. charging you as well. So it's like podunk Louisiana. But yeah, has anyone ever? Br- and they just make like a fake like scenario, not like a fake scenario, but they have like these buildings that are just used for like training purposes. Yeah, it's actually a whole. Yeah. It's like an entire. Um, it's probably several hundred acres and it's all like simulated uh like military training like urban environment and yeah urban and rural environments but we got our wow. unit got in a ton of trouble there actually because we weren't taking it seriously I, actually this kind of goes with this story we weren't really taking it seriously because it was like it was kind of like okay we don't have anything going on uh let's let's keep ourselves busy and we got sent to this school which is like it was just it's not a bogus school i'm not ragging on it but we really should. The only reason why we were there is because we did, we had like you know downtime, so no one was really motivated to be there, and it was just we we're pissed. So they were getting on to us because we were not being like motivated and taking it seriously. So our, our platoon sergeants were like, they're like, they, oh, they want us to take this shit seriously. They're like, we want you guys to take it at, like it's literally real life. Like do everything like you would in real life. So we had guys mm. like we had guys like breaking like the op four. We had a guy break the op four's nose. He was like banging his head to the wall. We were like, we would we would like cuff them up and take all their batteries out of their like we would decrypt all their radios, take their batteries, take all their food, pour their water out. Like we were fucking like, not how we were supposed to do it. But we were, like, like you guys oh, were going like like they wanted you guys at like seventy percent. You guys are at a hundred percent. hundred percent. We were we were literally, literally like they had like cases of monster. We we're just stealing it. We were like we were we were cutting the we were cutting the power lines. Like they're like out there with no no power. It was so bad. But yeah, and that's the same time we threw the flashbang in that building. <laughs> those people are probably well, like I'm glad those civilians yeah, are they're probably, like, they're like they're probably like what the hell is going on this is not what i signed up for or even close to what i signed up yeah for. they were getting mad they were they were getting the op four like the op four unit was getting super pissed and like they, actually their sergeant major ended up coming out and talking to us and was livid they were like who <laughs> like he's ranting about all the shit we did and then at the end he's like and who the fuck stole the coffee pot and my squad my squad leader had, had taken it and he was holding it behind his back at the time this guy was like giving the briefing it was so funny man oh but, wow that's yeah. funny man that's funny so that's that's a yeah, sorry so you're straight from uh, uh nine banging civilians to flow wrestling um yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, so how did you get, you know, into flow wrestling? Number one, like was, and like, how did it come, like come to you after the military? Was it your first like plan? And then like, what are you, what were you doing when you started and what are you doing now? Um, well, I didn't really have much of a plan coming out of the military. I knew I was going to go to school because obviously the, uh, if you're not familiar with the GI bill, it, it pays for your, uh, education. So I knew I was going to take that route. Um, I ended up coming to UNCW because my brother, was going to school there at the time. And, uh, you know, I missed out on a bunch of, a bunch of years with them. So I wanted to get that back. So I came to UNCW. Um, I worked a, I worked a construction job when I first got here, I was doing that, um, while I was in school and then that just didn't pan out. Um, and I was like, I saw Flo was looking for a writer. Um, I ended up reaching out to, uh, Andrew Spay and Christian Piles about it. Did you know what you were going to do? Sorry to cut you off, but did you know what you were going to do um, 
like like did you have because i remember i remember correctly you originally you're going to school to do like something in like audio and you wanted to work with like a recording studio or something right that was a, that's what i wanted to do i never actually <clears throat> i never actually like uh took any steps towards that that was that's what i had in mind like gotcha as i was getting out that's what i wanted to do but but no i never actually took any steps towards that gotcha all right yeah sorry you go ahead you good um <clears throat> Anyway, I reached out to them. I didn't get an answer really. I was I think I shot them a resume. Um, didn't get a response through email. Um, and then it was uh, I think it was Easter weekend. I had a four day weekend, and I was like, these motherfuckers are not getting back to me. So <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna make sure they see my resume. <laughs> so I flew to Austin and wow. knocked on the door and. Uh, the office manager was like, Hey, can I help you? And I was like, yeah, I just need to talk to somebody on the wrestling team. And it was like later on a Friday, there was no one there. And thankfully, um, Christian piles was there and he was like, Hey man, how can I help you? And I was like, I just wanted to drop off a resume. I've been emailing you guys. I haven't really got anything back. Um, but I'm really serious about like getting an internship or really anything to get my foot in the door. So here's my resume cover letter. And I also typed up an article um, I believe about Logan Stieber's retirement because at the time they're looking for writers. Um, <clears throat> and then he ended up calling me back a week later and was like, yeah, we'd love to bring you on uh, for an internship this summer. And then since then, it's just kind of it, it played its course. So that's how I got the job. Wow. So much good initiative there. Flew all the way and gave it to, for those of you that are listening, if you want a job, you, you, you can do what it takes to get after it. That's awesome. <laughs> get your ass on a plane and fly to headquarters. I wouldn't suggest it because if, <laughs> if it doesn't pan out, you're going to be super pissed at that advice. But you know, <laughs> they're gonna like start hitting you up on instagram be like yo dude i spent 500 dollars, still no callback i don't know what you want. like terrible advice look with the, yeah. with the tickets now i think people will be okay but you can get a true. flight for like a hundred yeah but yeah but, the, yeah but then but the issue is will you will there even be anybody at the office when you get there at this point in time <laughs> yeah that's office true. Is true. Yeah, everybody's teleworking yeah. closed true so you just got to open a zoom room now and just start like clicking on sending mass zoom invites out to like tens of companies and hope they join you'd be like leader leadership uh leadership zoom uh first for you know high level ceos you know just feed their ego a little bit just sneak in there so so and then what so what did you do during the internship what was like your uh your responsibilities when i was an intern it was uh it was really like uh elementary stuff um well the first thing i did was which was like at first I was like I was super stoked about it. The first thing they wanted me to do was put together a stat sheet on all the past like major tournaments, so like NCAA tournaments, World Team Trials, Final X, uh, Senior Nationals, and I was watching every single match. Um, other, I don't think consolation, other than like I, I like placing rounds, but none of the rounds in between. But every uh, any like winners bracket matches right. and recording every point scored and how it was scored. So like lefty high crotch, I'm documenting it. Uh, like Jonesy tilt, I'm documenting it on a wow. on a spreadsheet. And I did all those tournaments from like 2014 and on. So that's a lot of wrestling. Yeah, but so I was that, like, <laughs> go ahead. 
If, no, I was his first. Yeah, you were probably like, let's go. This is going to be sick. I need to catch up. Yeah, all I was like, dude, I'm about to get paid to watch. I was like, I typically I pay you guys to let me watch. Like, <laughs> now you're going to pay me. Dude. I was like, that's too easy. And then like two weeks in, I was like, oh, my God, dude, I do not want to watch wrestling ever again. So <laughs> and then also like at that time, I think, uh, yeah, it was a final. Remember, they had final life Rutgers and Lincoln like it was uh, mm-hmm. it was both. Last I think was that two years ago now, um, they did a they made a road trip out of that and I didn't go on it, <clears throat> so I was at the office. I was the only person on the wrestling content team at the office every day, just watching wrestling by myself. <laughs> I was like, dude, this sucks. But uh, but yeah, that's what I was doing initially, and then um, so I was working for the content team, um, and then I transitioned to the marketing team because I, a lot of this was luck, man. Like, re- really, all of it was luck. Uh, they kind of snuck me in as an intern. Like the <laughs> management was like not aware that I was getting an internship. Christian and Spay and like all the guys were kind of just like, "Yeah, we're we're just gonna bring you on, and not tell anybody." That's pretty. That's like kind of how we did it. Like we, we like we want the help, but also we're not trying to jump through hoops to like get it approved. So just stay under our wing over here. And that and like there was a bunch of interns there that summer, and they were they like did everything as a group. But I was just, I was never, I didn't, you were just, I didn't even meet one of them. I don't know any, I never knew any of their names. I literally stayed with the wrestling team the whole time. It was so cool. But, uh, oh, wow. But yeah. And then I, and then I transferred to marketing because it was like the end of the internship, you know, summer's coming to an end. And the marketing manager, I overheard him talking about a part time position opening up. And he was asking some of the guys, like, um, do we know anyone who'd be interested in that? And uh, Mike Mao was like, you got a guy right here that probably is interested in it. And I was like, yeah, I don't really care what that entails. Like, I'm, I'll do it. Like, sign me <laughs> up. I don't know what it means. I don't know how to do the job, but I will figure it out. So, yeah, that's pretty much how that worked. Um, and I've been doing marketing for them for, I think, a year and a half now. So That's yep. sick. That's so crazy. That's all because you took a plane flight all the way to Texas. Yep. <laughs> all you got to do is spend a couple hundred bucks. <laughs> Get a sweet hey, you- but look, I think I think it's I think it's initiative. Like I think they saw for me this out. Like if I was running a company and a person took a ticket all the way to my company to hand deliver me their cover letter and everything, like. There's no way you're not getting hired. I don't care. That's not bad advice. There's no way you're not getting hired. What if you're like like not qualified at all? Oh, I wasn't. Well, let's well, let's make that let's make that super clear. No, bro, but I'm talking about yeah. But Michael Zach just said. Oh no, I'm letting you know right now. I was about as underqualified as one could be. No, I know. When I started working there, I didn't even understand. I had almost no understanding of freestyle rules. Like. Obviously, like I was a casual, but when they were like having me do world team trials and stuff, I was like, dude, I don't even know. I'm not even sure how they're getting these points. Like, <laughs> I was so unqualified, but uh, yeah, but st- yeah, but still, you're, but I'm saying like you're applying for internship. Like, some people, I'm just letting people know you can't show up and like ask for the open vice president position if you're like 22. Right, that, right, right. That's right, all I'm right, saying. Right, right, like, right, right. like, you gotta yeah, know start, start low. Start, yeah, yeah, low. yeah, start low. Yeah. So, no, that's fair. That's fair. So with the wrestling thing, right? So you were you like, have you gotten your thing or found yourself being like more interested in wrestling now than you were before? Or oh, is it like bounds? I like, and obviously while I was wrestling, 
I was like very in tune with it. I, you know, I'm watching NCAA matches and stuff. You know, like we, we both would do that when we were in high right. school. But then whenever I mm-hmm. uh, joined the military, like I'm not gonna say I didn't have time because I definitely had, you know, I had a lot of downtime. But it just, it just wasn't for whatever reason. It just wasn't something I was really thinking about. Um, so I really like for those four years, I didn't watch like I really didn't watch much of it at all. Um, but now I'm like. I'm head over heels about it. I, uh, I like fell back in love with the sport. And I don't think even if, uh, even if I, I, uh, you know, move away from flow for which I don't think I will, but for whatever reason, if that happens, I think I'll still remain a a full-time fan, you know? Nice. Mm. No, that's so what are your, all right. If we're on this, what are your thoughts for this weekend's matchup? Dude, this weekend's matchup, I, and I'm not just promoting because I work there. It, no, free gonna, no free ads. No free ads. No free ads. I think it's going to be a great night. Plug it. Plug it, Michael Jackson. Whatever. Let's plug it. I think – I really do think it's going to be a good match. Um, I think, uh, as we all know, like doing like wrestling math doesn't really work. But just something that, that stood out to me was the last time Zahid wrestled – um Kyle Dake he wrestled him 3-4 and it was a, obviously a competitive match I don't know if, if anyone listening has seen it but if you haven't I suggest you do because it was a really good match and that year Kyle Dake went on to win a world gold without being scored on at the tournament um so I think that mm. speaks to the levels that he's on right now I mean he's just he's coming off a of big big wins over Miles Martin who Miles Martin's been tearing it up. Alex Derringer, at one point, Alex Derringer was ranked number six at 86 kilos. So, uh, yeah. Z- Zahid's on a, I mean, he's on a tear. The last time he, he dropped the match to Derringer last year, but he he's avenged that since then. Um, and I don't, I, I think, I think Zahid is, uh, is really underrated at 86. But at the same time, he's wrestling the best of all time. So, you know, it's uh, it's going to be a good matchup. And especially because they're wow. both offensive. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see. What I really want to know is how Zahid's going to approach it. Because we know what JB is going to do. JB does it, you know, he wrestles the same. He's, he's going to be J- classic JB. But uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know how you – obviously, there's not very many people that have figured out that puzzle. So it's – It'll be Right. <laughs> But he does have a new, I mean, uh, Perry moving out to Arizona State, that's a, I mean, that's a huge addition to his coaching staff. So you never know. I think, uh, I think Zahid's going to surprise a lot of people. But it'll be good for sure. That's a guarantee. Tune in. It's oh, yeah. A great it, match. It's going to be a great match. And also, the undercard's great, too. I mean, the, yeah, I was just about to ask that. Yeah, the undercards are really good. Go yeah, we've got uh, Echemendia um, versus Evan Henderson. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be a huge match. Uh, Etchum India is like, um, obviously he's a young guy coming out of Cuba. Um, he's, this will be his first year in college. He's top, he's Dude, top. he's insane. I mean, he, if you're teching your way through Fargo, like you're on Fargo, you know? Um, but yeah, that, that's going to be a good match. And Evan Henderson, he gets slept on a lot. A lot of people don't, I don't think give him the credit he deserves, but if you, if you go back and look at his hit list, it's extensive, man. He's beaten. I mean, he's got so many NCAA champs on that list. It's it's insane. So I think that match is going to be is going to be really good. Um, and then another match we got to see it at Senior Nationals. Um, <clears throat> Colin Moore, Kevin Gatson. Yeah. Colin Moore's been yeah. on a tear. Yeah, uh, I think Colin Moore's um, made some serious leaps in his uh, 
in, in his wrestling. Yeah, he wasn't that good at Ohio State when he. Re- I mean, I shouldn't say that. I'm. I didn't wrestle. I'm just saying, out prize perspective, he. I think he was hyped up, and then he didn't. He didn't meet expectations of what he was hyped around. I think. I, I would agree with that. Like, uh, especially early out. I, but I think he. I don't. I don't think really it's a question. He definitely would have won. He'd have been NCAA champ this year. I think a lot of people would double mm. down on that. But I know what you mean. Um, he. Uh, there was a, there's a lot of times where he's he's not winning the big tournaments, you know. So. Right. Right. So I agree. But great wrestler. Awesome. Awesome. So really good. But yeah, I mean, he just came. He won senior nationals against uh, Kyvin Gadsden. That before Snyder got hurt, Kyvin was uh, he was taking it to him a little bit there. I don't know if again, I don't know if anybody got to see that, but um, I did. Kyvin Gadsden is another guy who's got a you know he's got a win over Snyder, so. It's a big win, man. <laughs> the only person, the only person ever to be a yeah, and pin him in too. the NCAA and pin him. What a cra- that that is one of the craziest highlights too. It's just that that's wild. Yeah, Mike Mike knows all. Mike knows that match. He watched it for two weeks straight. Every score, anytime the point went up, dude, I was on it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, no, so who, okay, who's your, fa- who is your favorite, like, wrestler of all time, or, or and are they still wrestling? That's um, a good question. Dude, I, I'm going to catch shit for this, especially if anyone at work is listening to this. I'm a Kyle Dake fanboy through and through. I always have been, <laughs> I always will be. Wow. Kyle Dake is that guy. I think he's the truth. I think, I like that he has the villain uh profile now even though i don't understand how uh i just think kyle dick is the truth man he's a he's an animal he's uh that's it that's a fair fair i mean first time ever to win four four ncaa's at a different weight class so you got to give him his respect so yeah he's a it, I wish, though, I, God, do I wish that we could have seen a Dake versus Caldwell. Yes. Oh. That is like the match that got away, man. I really Caldwell would have splatted him. We all know Caldwell would have splatted him. We all know. All right. All right. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge Caldwell fan, too. Caldwell is in my top five, too. So I'm not even I'm not going to comment on who would win that. But I, I really yeah. wish that would have happened. Uh, Caldwell, Ed Ruth, those, those guys that are just – Dude, Ed Ruth, I still to this day think he might be the best wrestler I ever saw wrestle. Oh, Ed Ruth? Wow. Yes. That's impressive. Hey, Ed Ruth, dude, Ed Ruth, <laughs> again, severely underrated. No, I, he's great, but best ever that you've ever Go seen. Go back and that. watch dude, some of his matches, Trevor. I've he seen looks him. Like he's I'm not, not, I'm not trying. disagreeing. He looks like he's I'm, not trying. And that's why he lost that Southern Scuffle match. <laughs> and then he came back and worked it in the final. Look, yeah, yeah. So he, he turned it on sometimes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I can't – for me, guys like that, like, I, I, the best wrestler I've ever seen, and I, this is just me, and in college, I will say is Zane Rutherford. Oh, he's probably one of the he's best. Zane. Yeah. Probably, he, he's a technician to, like – to the core and he works like kids like it was insane watching him just plow through people like right. he's probably one of the best like technical and, and he's just super aggressive and mean and then when he gets off the mat he just shakes kids hands. yeah he's an animal he is a, he's tucks, a just tucks her shirt back in taps him on the button says good game man nice you know try. what's good dangerous try. now though now that uh, Zane and Gilman are in the same room, I can't wait to see those guys compete. I cannot wait oh. to see that. Think about that. Two of the toughest hand fighters in the freaking world are now in the same training room. That I'm sure they they've excelled like leaps and bounds. They have to have. Probably. You're so right. 
Dixie Bob's going to be crazy, so, man. So, all right. Now that we have bored everyone that doesn't know anything about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so now everyone that, when, since you did fall asleep, when you wake up, now you'll know, like, if I can't get some sleep at night, I got 10 minutes of wrestling talk. For right, right. At any time. So, <laughs> um, I, have a good, I have a question I, yes. I do want to ask. Uh, this, and this is leading into probably what you want to say, but Michael Zach, what is, what is, your biggest failure and what did you learn from it? You can either talk about in your at flow and uh, in the military. Um, is this like, uh, are you looking for like, uh, like a, a, like a point source answer or in general, can it be kind of just, it can be in general. I mean, I think it's good to, I, I, for our listeners, you know, the 10 that are listening, I mean, I think it's just good for, you know, as you being in the military, I have no, nothing in the like no, you know, experience or anything about that. But I think um, there had to. I don't know. Was there a time that you had like a big failure and like, or that you were just like, oh fuck, like what did I really get myself into? Or was it literally just happy go lucky the whole time? Um, <laughs> I didn't like on paper. I didn't have any. I didn't fail anything. Um, but I would say like. I would definitely say my attitude was my biggest failure. I think uh, I had like a woe is me attitude for the, if definitely the first, like the front end of my contract. Um, I had a chip on my shoulder about how things were panning out and just things weren't, again, I, I felt like I put myself in a position to, uh, to like get what I want, wanted out of it. <clears throat> um, and I just, it just didn't materialize. So I, I was, uh, I was butthurt about that. So, that affected my attitude. And because of that, I think I missed a lot of opportunities and, uh, I definitely regret, um, like I, like I said, I, it was just a woe is me kind of thing. I was, you know, I felt like I had mm. been wronged and I just didn't let go of it when I should have. But, uh, yeah, that would be my biggest failure is, is, uh, is ditching that attitude, I guess. Good. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> nice. That was very well said. Just had to make, I had to pause there for a second. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, so I guess one of the questions I do have though is like going from the military to flow wrestling, right? And besides, you know, um, being able to put things, you know, in separate folders and stuff like that, was there any like other skills that you felt like you brought over? Um, <clears throat> no, I, not like you were fl you could flip a desk if you had to you i could that, yeah, right? that's true. yeah that's true you if could I tear apart the way, flow wrestling building exactly yeah. if i don't get my way on things like if i have to write an article i don't want to write, i typically just flip desks and then I don't <laughs> but no i don't i don't think so honestly maybe just the, just like uh self i think a, a big thing man the military if nothing else teaches you like self-accountability you know it's a uh, mm. Yeah. So, so in that sense, yeah, I would say it, it helped there, um, but nothing too crazy, man. The mil the military is not all it's made out to be. I'm not, and I'm not discrediting anything anyone's done. If uh, you know veterans are listening, but I think we can all agree it's pretty overhyped. Okay. Fair answer. Fair answer. <laughs> um, it is, Chris. I mean, that's. Uh, well, I was going to ask you too, and I forgot my question now. Trevor, do you have a question? Why well, try to remember this question? I do. All right, go ahead. But mine's really super deep. Who are the three people who are most influenced that have most influenced you um, to get to where you are in life in general? That's a tough question. Yeah. 
Wow. Um, dang, that's really tough. I would say I'm gonna put I'm gonna lump this into one, and this is again cliche. My parents. Um, I I totally lucked out with the parents that I had. Um, and again, go, going back to my attitude, growing up, I did not recognize that, and I was like totally underappreciative of what I had. And as I've grown up, I've realized how how lucky I, I was to have the, the you know be a part of the family I'm in. Um, as opposed to a lot of people are not like, I mean, really it's a, it's a privilege to, to come from a family that like, you know, is, is healthy to some degree. You know what I mean? Um, so I would say mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. my parents, um, uh, oh, and, uh, my first squad leader actually, um, who went to Western Harnet, by the way, which is a, another crazy story. Oh um, shit. Yeah. He, uh. I showed up at the unit. I showed up at the unit, and they do this thing called a private draft. And it's like when you first get there, they—it's honestly it's kind of—it's pretty fucked up. But when you get there, they look—they they just look at you essentially, and they're like, "Okay, this guy looks like shit. Uh, this guy doesn't look like shit." And then they—they <laughs> they do like a snake draft of all the new guys essentially. And uh, <clears throat> where did you get picked? I'm gonna humble brag real quick. I got—I was the number one pick, so no big deal. Oh. <laughs> but uh but uh so chris, the guy's name is chris white i don't know if you guys may know him um maybe not. I, I don't i think he's he was a, a year older than um maybe two years older than you paul but um he he asked he asked my like after he picked me we're doing like the in-processing paperwork and whatnot he asked for my phone number i gave it to him and he was like 919 he's like where are you from and I was like, oh, I'm from, I just said Fayetteville, North Carolina, just because like, that's the only, that's the closest freaking spot on the map, you know? Right. And he was like, right. oh, he was like, really? He's like, you kin to Jessica Zach? I was like, yeah, it's my older sister. And he was like, okay, okay. And he, and I, at that point I was like, okay, obviously he's from, he's from the same area. Um, and then he did, we, we didn't talk about it much because when you first get there, it's kind of like you, you're getting shunned as a private, you know? But, yeah. Uh, you know, as time went on, we, we became good friends. But I think what I learned the most from him is uh, when, you, when you show up, there's this mentality of like, it's like, you know, it's just hazing, right? It's, just, it's not, not really a super big deal. But I remember something that stuck with me, like, and th- this is probably deeper than <laughs> the answer you're looking for. But uh, he said he had a, like, he never, he really never fucked with us. Like, he didn't like degrade us like a lot of the other squad leaders would do. Um, he liked to, you know, to some degree, he was, you know, he gave us the, like a mutual respect, you know? Um, right. And I remember mm-hmm. he said to me on his first deployment, he said he hated his squad leader so much because his squad leader just what, you know, was just brutal and hazed the, the fuck out of him and just didn't have like any sort of respect for, for, you know, for, for them at all, because he was just looking at them like dirt because they hadn't been to ranger school essentially. Um, and White told me that every day. Well, dang, I probably shouldn't even say this on recording, but if you're listening, Chris, I'm sorry. But he was like, every day while I was on deployment, I I wished my squad leader would step on an IED. That's how much I hated him. Like I wanted him to step on that fucking IED. I didn't want him to die, but I wanted him to get injured enough to to have to leave whatever country we were in. He was like, I hated that man. And he said, I never want any of you to think of me that way. 
Um, so that's why that's why I don't hate people the way everybody else does. And the reason <laughs> the reason why I'll say that is is big is because that is such a I think that's such a big problem in the military. It's like, well, I got fucked when I was a private, so it's only right that I do it to you. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of right. it's just it's just a vicious cycle. And uh, <clears throat> I got you know I lucked out with my squad leader and and I I so obviously when I was put in a leadership position. I conducted myself the same way. Um, and I think I've, if the military would transition to that, man, I think they'd be in a much better place because a lot of people show up to their units, myself included. I'd, I'd go through all the training. You know, I check all the boxes and I'm like, okay, I freaking, I made it through the gauntlet. I'm ready to, for like the camaraderie. You know what I mean? I'm ready to be right. Yeah. And like right. build this family. And then you show up and they just shit on you. I mean, it's like, and it's way worse than any of the schools you go to. It's like super degrading. Like, I mean, kids are offing themselves like right and left. Like it, it, it's a problem, but um, I don't know. Chris, Chris White, again, just, he made, he made a pretty big uh, impact on my thought process when it came to leadership. And that, and that stuck with me even now. Like, I think if, uh, if I get into a management position, I'm not going to, belittle anyone because i and i he he would say this too he'd be like if you think about it the only reason why i'm ahead of you is because my parents had sex before yours did he's like that's the only reason, <laughs> that's the only reason why wow that's why that I'm is a very that i like that that's a very interesting way to think i mean if you think about it that's that's what it is you 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 got born first <laughs> you know what i mean so you have more experience and that's why you're in that position you shouldn't you shouldn't belittle anyone under you because they just haven't been afforded the same opportunities you have. Um, but yeah, that, that's wow. definitely stuck with me. Um, and I'm going to, I'm going to pass on a third just because I can't think of anything. <laughs> your pa- you didn't see you had three, but you had to loop your parents into one. You messed that up all up on your, all on your that's own. True. I'm, <laughs> that's true. It's right. It's a mom and dad. So that comes <laughs> I'll take it. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean that's uh, the the other the other question is you know like for you know the 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 young Michael Zach out there you know that might have tuned in and listening like wants to get to pro wrestling or wants to get to the military you know what is like your advice to him or like to yourself as a uh, you know a high school kid dude this this is a I have answered this question in my head so many times. The biggest. Well, now you can answer it on air. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the biggest thing I would tell, like high school Michael, and and I, I really anyone that's uh, that's in a in high school at this point, I guess you know, adolescent stage. And again, super cliche. Do not count yourself out. Like no one is, no one is better than you. Like no one is. There aren't people that are just born genetically better than you. Like you can if you decide that you want to do something there is absolutely no reason why you cannot do that and i think i i just did not feel that way when i was in high school and because of that like you know i think i miss a lot of a lot of opportunities and i'm i will certainly make sure when i have kids i will drill that into their brains um but yeah that i would that's that's exactly that's my answer no that's a good answer it's a really good answer um all right, I mean, Trevor, do you have anything else? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have so many. I don't want to take too much of our time. That thought, but I have no, no. So this many. is this is the Veterans Day special. So <laughs> yeah, it was a little long. <laughs> we can go. We can go. Yeah, ask away, Trevor. This is your. This is the time. 
Because um, because like you know, like we were talking about, I, I talk to Michael a lot more, so I'm sure you have tons of questions. You know, yeah. so go ahead, fire away. What were what are like the best resources that have helped you like get to where you are now, or helped you like along the way? Um, def- family, definitely family. Uh, I can turn to my my mom and my dad to answer. I mean, I, if I have a question, they they can answer it. I I have yet to be in a position where I've asked them for life advice and gotten poor advice or um where they haven't answered it so that that's definitely my biggest resource i mean they've they've set me up for success in every way possible so all my credit goes to them um and then i i also think i I, i've probably been sounds like i've been right but uh i think that that it's a really big stepping it was a good foot in the door of for life for me if that makes sense like obviously i want to do it for my career but um like just like an initial like uh push into adulthood i think it was it 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 really it really helped just because um you know you you obviously learn like well you obtain a lot of responsibilities like really quick um and faster than what um i i would say probably the majority of people do Um, yeah and then also like it really i mean it's it's something that like it follows if it stays with you so like for instance i'm going to school i'm not only going to school for free right now i'm getting paid to go to school like that's crazy that's you know what i mean that's a huge Mm -hmm. that's a huge resource Uh, you know i'm i'm working at flow but if i didn't want to i didn't i wouldn't have to you know what i mean i'd be making i'd be making Mm -hmm. enough money to pay my rent and and eat so that's a huge resource and um and also a lot of the people that i met there um that are whether they're still in or not um it's such a diverse group of people that the amount of like different experiences that are like blended together or consolidated in one group mm-hmm. um you almost like if if you're going through something it's almost a guarantee someone else has been in that position before because there's so many people that are from so many different walks of life that it's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's, it's difficult for for you to be in a position that's, that's like unique where, where someone else that's there hasn't been put in that same position. So that, mm-hmm. again, that's another resource. I have a, I have a big community of people that I can reach out to um, for really anything. But right. yeah. What, what was it difficult? Um, I, I just, I, I just love asking. Was it difficult, like coming back, like into like civilization, like because we, as you know, sometimes now, as we know, like the news media talks about vets and PTSD and 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 not being able to adjust. Like, I mean, that's not your situation right now. I mean, you you have an awesome job at Flow Rest, but like, was right. it was it first was it hard like when you first got back or like <laughs> in, making that transition? Um, I won't speak to like uh, PTSD just because I wasn't in a position to like really experience. I mean, there are people that, that see things overseas that are like, you know, ungodly, you know, mm-hmm. horrific things. So I, again, I, I was never put in that position, so I won't speak to that. But, um, but I do know plenty of people who, who were put in that position and they transitioned, they transitioned like really well. I think, I think that the, the thing with PTSD is I think you're, susceptible to it like it's a personality trait is kind of how i look at it and and i could be speaking way out of turn but um like there are some people that like if two people experience the same thing one of them can acquire ptsd and the other can be perfectly fine and that happens all the time 
So I think it's more of, it's more of, like, you know how people have addictive personalities mm-hmm. like that, that's mm-hmm. what, you know, you're just born that way. I think PTSD is very similar. Like you just, it's just, some people are de- deal with it differently, but I know a lot of people like that transition perfectly fine. So what about you? Know. Talk about you. I want to know how, how was yours coming? The coming only thing it wasn't super difficult, honestly. Um, again, I didn't, like I didn't have a super crazy experience while I was in the military, but the the one thing I will say that was hard was, was socializing, which is like, which I didn't anticipate, but, um, it was, it was actually really like, um, it was like difficult to socialize if that makes sense, because, um, you don't really realize it, but like while you're in the middle of it, you don't, you're pretty much in your own little world, like while you're in the military, especially if you're, um, a, like a single soldier mm-hmm. because you're staying on the barracks you're staying in the barracks on base and you really have no reason to leave the base i mean there's restaurants there there's a grocery store there there's gas stations and your work's there so it's like you really i, I mean i i'm telling you i could count on i mean it pro- probably less than 50 in the four and a half years i was there probably less than 50 times i left that base like from a to you know to like go do something um and what that what that does i guess is you just get so comfortable around like a small group of people that you're just you're not put in a position to socialize with people regularly like it just doesn't happen you know what i mean and also quarantine is easy for you that's what you're saying Oh, so easy, so easy. <laughs> yeah, dude, quarantine I'm, I'm not even kidding you i haven't skipped no, no changes have been made so serious, like nothing, nothing has changed. Right? I'm just, I'm doing the same thing. But yeah, I, really, like Nathan would take me. He'd be like, "Oh, let's go to the bars and stuff." And I would feel so uncomfortable. I don't know why. Like, I, it wasn't. I wouldn't say it's anxiety, but like, I just could not hold. I, I literally couldn't hold a conversation with people, and not because I didn't want to. But like it was just like a mental block, like almost like I forgot how to do it. It it, it was actually, well, yeah, it was bizarre. It's right. like uh, it's like eye contact, right? Like a lot, like a lot of older adults always say, like kids have no eye contact because they're trained to they just talk via cell phone, have their cell phone in their face all the right. time, and everything else. So it's kind of similar thing. Like if you're not consistently like communicating with people face to face and like having those conversations and whatever, when you get back into those like crowds, it's like. Wait, I haven't done this in a long time. Yeah. How do I do this again? Yeah, it's just like anything. I mean, it's social skills. It's just like anything else. If you're if you're not, you know, avidly working on it, if you're not like practicing it, you you get rusty. You know, and that's that's really the. Right. I was like, wow. I, I again, I did not expect that, but yeah, that's definitely something I noticed. Nice. Have you um, been able to talk to Mr. Piles or anyone? Uh, you know, Mike Mal over at Flow Wrestling, getting into uh, combos. Oh yeah, every day, wow. every single day. Uh, they're uh, yeah, they're also they are such a cool bunch. Again, I'm not just saying this because I'm on air. Like they're there's there it's a group of really good guys that uh, are super passionate about the sport. So it's a it's an awesome work environment. I I have absolutely I, I mean I couldn't complain about really anything. Um, they're all funny and also dude, Christian is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. I don't know why. Christian just makes me he makes me laugh so freaking hard he's uh you gotta you, you gotta tell him to stand up comedy dude I'm telling you if you yeah, watch yeah. FRL, you he does have like, yeah, yeah, he kind of yeah. like lets it fly in FRL 
He's so sarcastic, and like, if that's the humor you appreciate, dude, Christian's Christian's your guy because he's he's so sarcastic. Is Mike Mal as tense as intense yeah, as he dude. is in his videos as he is in real life? Uh, he, it's like it's like on and off. Like you, you can get him going. I mean, he's from New Jersey. He's got he's in he is is a New Jersey. You know, what I mean, like he's he's through and through New Jersey. So like dirty, yeah, dirty Jersey, exactly. yeah. And he also yeah. he knows that and embraces it. Um, but if you get him worked up, like he's roll, you'll get him rolling easy. But uh, but he's mellow too, man. Um, he uh, he's he's actually he's super laid back. He like he's so laid back. He's like uh, he's like Astro. They don't neither of them wear shoes anywhere. They're like you know they're embracing what their, their, no uh, shoes anywhere. They're hippie side. <laughs> Yeah, Aspirin and Mike Mao, they don't wear shoes. Like, they just go, hey. <laughs> no, I did not know yeah, that. No, I, hope I, I didn't know if our listeners did know that either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, that's the thing. If you ever see Aspirin at tournaments and stuff, he's wearing flip flops. And as soon as he gets into the building, he's taking them off and he's walking around. Like, they, they never wear shoes. But on, Kyle Dake does it too. Kyle Dick does it for different reasons. He's like, he wants to be one with nature. He's like, I don't know, I'm not really sure. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, but dude, it's it work, whatever Oregon, he's doing is working. So he's, you know, I'm not gonna knock him. But yeah, uh, now nah, they're all. Is there a wrestling mat that everyone that I, 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 wrestling just to blow off some steam? No, no. I wish that there was, but there's not. What the thing to do at flow like to release your competitive side is spike ball like yeah that's, that's like such a huge thing like it's it's daily every single day they play spike ball like there's a mandatory spike ball game and they they're they're really i'm i'm so bad at that game but they're really good especially kyle bracky bracky's a beast but yeah spike ball's the go-to spike ball is like a goat game like yeah. that game is just it's like, awesome pretty much yeah it's everyone can play game, it man. it's super competitive like you just, and then there's enough time for like in between scores to trash talk a little and bit it's great like, for like wrestling you know, hand eye coordination yeah. movement kind of a little bit of team play i mean i think we i think wrestlers made that like thing amazing I'm just throwing it out there Oh, absolutely. And also, like, it, the, all the video, like, it, did you see, have you seen the video of Dake, like, yes. destroying the kids? They're like middle Those school. Those little wrestlers. kids, yeah. He's just smashing them. Dude. Yeah, that's funny. Wrestling, I feel like wrestling definitely puts Spike Ball on the map, though. I think we should uh, give credit yeah. credits due, guys. Did you do that on purpose? Because it literally put Spike Ball on the map when they played. That's true. So I didn't know if that was... Yeah, that that wasn't little, that wasn't uh. That's why he's in marketing, Paul. He's he's set up. That's right. That's right. There you go. This nice little sell there. You got free ad time on here. Promoted all the games. Jeez, we're just giving. <laughs> Come in for five dollars. That's right. Man. That's right. <laughs> I'm all good. I feel like, um, no, this is great. I appreciate it. Go ahead, Trevor. Yeah. Yeah, no, appreciate you coming on, Mike. Is there uh the one thing I uh do you have um Instagram or whatever if anybody wants to reach out or uh, I would bore people to death if they got on my Instagram. Uh, that's fine. And then um what was, I think that's I think that's, that's basically pretty it. Like, it, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> Is there anything that you want to plug now that you know, I'll give you a, nice, a 30 second plug. Let's hear it right here. Mike's All right, 30 my 30 second, second plug. plug. Okay. Uh, if you're a, <laughs> here's what I'll do. If you're a fan of sports 
especially combat sports, and you don't watch wrestling, you should be watching wrestling. Wrestling is the key to success in MMA, and I think most people listening probably familiar with the UFC. If you're looking at the champs, if you're going down the list, they're all wrestlers. So if you need something to do while you're quarantining, man, Flow Wrestling is an awesome place to watch good content. Um, and if not Flow, just wrestling in general, it's a great sport. I think it teaches kids uh, life lessons and, and uh, gives them a good structure to be successful. <laughs> nice. Ah. I think you did a good job. I think you did a good job. Yeah. That was you. You only get so much free airtime, right? Only get so much. <laughs> no, but that was no for real, man. Uh, really, really appreciate you coming on. Can't wait to uh, have you back on. Uh, and yes, happy yes, Veterans Day! Yes, Thanks thank for serving. You, thank That's you, you got to put in Veterans Day special. And uh, yeah, man. So for real. Thanks for coming thank on. Appreciate me. it. Yep. Okay, boys. All right. Peace out, everybody.